Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. That's right, Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider with The Athletic. Join us right now via the Brown Improvement Celebrity Line. What's up, JR? Not too much, not too much. Marshy trying to give me trouble and trips over his words. How about that? Yeah, fun? yeah, you know. Yeah. Not great as, on execution. As, uh, as Aaron Rodgers would say, oh karma uh, punches <laughs> you sometimes. Sure does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JR, uh, what's the most important thing that we need to know about this Blues team right now at 435 <laughs> on a Wednesday? At 435. Uh, they're going to play tomorrow night. <laughs> I guess that's the most important thing. There's another game that they have to play. How well, uh, JR? And- how well do they have to play? They have to play uh, really well to uh, beat that Nashville team. Nashville's in the division. you got to play well, right, if you're going to climb back in this thing, beat a team that's below you in the standings. So, Anthony, my answer to your question, uh, they have to play really well. Uh, what, is this, what is the ceiling for this Blues team this year, barring you know these guys coming back, obviously, with injuries, and you don't suffer any more injuries? Yeah, you know, I think that they're going to get guys back. I know uh, you had Chief on earlier, and he said Tarasenko's probably the closest, right? And he was out there skating today, and, and uh, he said that he didn't give Craig Bruby didn't get a time, like a game that he's going to be back for. Uh, they were thinking maybe sometime on this homestand. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, if he gets back, I know Krug and Bortuzzo are skating, even though they might be a little ways off. Skandel and Primovic, I'm thinking after the break. So, you know, they're going to get healthy and you know, what's the ceiling? I guess the question is who's still on the roster at that point when everybody comes back or O'Reilly and Tarasenko even here at that point, which, you know, then you start to get into the ceiling. You know, I guess everybody's got to be here healthy. And, you know, I go back to uh, what have they shown us this year? A lot of inconsistency. So, you know, the the ceiling for this team is if they could put it together and play with any sort of consistency, then, you know, maybe you find a way to sneak into the playoffs. JR, when you watch these games recently, specifically the last two, I'd say, three games and you see a guy like Jake neighbors progressing nicely. And, you know, Craig Berube on here earlier today, praising, you know, how the young man has played and that he sees him getting more ice time and being more confident in the player. Where does Jake neighbors end up this year? Do you think he stays with the club the whole year? And if he does, what kind of a role does he have? Or do you think they send him back down and wait for things to kind of unfold a little bit? Yeah, Riv, uh, I think if he plays the way he did the other night or anywhere close to that, he's going to be here for the rest of the year. You know, I go back to, you know, if Tarasenko and O'Reilly are gone, I would think that would bode well for neighbors staying up the rest of the year. Look, he's just trying to to climb his way up and and play the way they need him to play, and he's doing that. I thought it was uh, interesting, and he did a great interview with you guys or 
you guys did a great interview with him yesterday, where so much maturity, and he just talked about some of the things that the team needs to do and that he needs to do. And I thought it was interesting when he talked about he focused so much on defense because he doesn't want to, to give up those responsibilities, uh, but then he needs to tell himself to be an offensive player too. So that's part of that learning curve. I remember early January, he comes back up from Springfield. We said, what'd you learn? You know, how's confidence? So on and so forth. And he said, I feel good about this time coming up. And, and uh, I think he's really shown it. I think he's what now five points in the last eight games since he came back from uh, Springfield and just doing, making some other plays too, that, that really shows. So is he there? No, he's 20 years old. Uh, but I think if he gets some ice time and gets some good responsibility the rest of the year, should be okay. And by the way, look, he's going to climb up a line. I know he finished the line uh, the game the other night with Buchnevich and Shen, and it looks like he's going to get that opportunity tomorrow night against Nashville too. Yeah, it's nice to see a young man rewarded for, for playing well and playing hard. Uh, we talked to Chief a little bit today about the power play and asked him about that. And then, of course, uh, I went into a bit of a breakdown myself on my thoughts on the power play. When you're watching the Blues power play right now, from a reporter's standpoint, when you're watching it, you know what are you seeing? Because you know everybody sees something different or you, your point of view of it. You know, For you, covering the game as long as you have been, what's the thing that jumps off the paper for you? Yeah, a couple things. And I did hear what Chief said. I did hear your, anal- your uh, analysis. Um, you look at it, to me, it's it's stagnant. And this is a little bit surprising. I know it hasn't been a great year for the power play, but they went five straight games with a goal and, and really seemed to be picking up some steam on the power play. But since then, the last three games, 0 for 10, 0 3 against Calgary, 0 3 against Tampa Bay, 0 2 against Ottawa. Oh, I did bad math there, 0 for 8. Um, and the one thing that the uh, Chiefs said, and uh, he talked about the lack of shooting on the power play, and he also talked about the lack of winning face-offs on the power play. And when you guys did that interview, I went back and looked at some stats here. So let's look at this uh, 0 for 8 they are in the last three games, a total of 10 shots. So you got 10 shots on goal uh, in that 0 for 8. That's not enough. It's just not enough. Like he said, they're running the plays, but then they're not getting, getting the shot off. The other thing, and I kind of noticed this without him bringing it up, is the face-offs. It seems like every time you're in the offensive zone, you got a face-off on the power play, they're chasing the puck back into the defensive zone and have to set up again. It takes 30 seconds off the power play. You get to a minute. Now you're switching units. It doesn't allow you to get in any rhythm. So what are they on the face-offs in that 0 for 8 over the last three games? They've taken 16 draws, and they're 9 and 7. It's not going to cut it. You can't go 9 and 7 on draws, on the power play, trying to keep the puck in the zone. So I, I think everything you guys touched on and probably a little bit more. Jerem Rutherford joining us right now. He's our Blues insider with The Athletic. And at The Athletic, Jerem, I know that uh, you and another riot writer, the Leafs writer, decided to discuss whether or not the Leafs and the Blues would be uh, trade partners when it came to Ryan O'Reilly. What, what did Ultimately, doing this exercise at The Athletic, what, what did you discover? Yeah, that's a name, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, that's going to pop up a lot, obviously, as we head closer to the uh, trade deadline. You know, by the way, saw him the other night at the Missouri Athletic Club for that Hall of Fame dinner. He's in the boot. He's on the crutches. He's still a ways away, uh, but he he should be back. And, you know, if, if that timetable is, is pretty close, get a few games before the trade deadline. There's going to be interest, right? You look at a team like Toronto, they're a team with management that needs to win sooner than later, so it's, it's an opportunity that they might consider. And so, you know, when you talk about these teams and the players that could go to them, you're kind of throwing stuff at the wall, but 
you know, you look at uh, Toronto and they got so many high-end skill guys that can make plays, but do they have a Ryan O'Reilly who you could plug in on one of those top two lines or maybe even a top nine and, and be that workman guy that, that gets, you know, keeps everything going. And, and I think that would be a good fit for a team uh, like Toronto. So the exercise, basically, we just looked at where he could fit in that lineup. What would Toronto give up? You know, kind of the going rate that we've been talking about is a first-round pick and maybe a prospect. Uh, we mentioned in the story the prospect, Matthew Neves. Uh, he's a guy at the University of Minnesota. You know, that's probably too steep a package for Toronto to give up. I think that was kind of the takeaway. Uh, but anyway, bottom line, just had some fun uh, pairing Ryan O'Reilly with the Toronto Maple Leafs to see if that could be a fit. JR, next opponent for the Blues, the old, uh, the nasty Nashville Predators coming in here. They're sitting at 44 games played, one game in hand on the Blues. They've got 48 points. The Blues have 47 points. The Nashville Predators have had a season, well, very much like the Blues. What are you expecting to see in this game, and what would you like to see from the St. Louis Blues? Well, first of all, I'm looking forward to seeing good old Chris Mason, one of my favorite ex-Blues to cover. I know you're probably – Buddies with him, Riv. Uh, he does the uh, teammates media with Mace in two different places. Teammates, yeah, yeah. teammates. What a great Croatia. Guy. You know, no, not Croatia. <laughs> Florida Panthers uh, and the St. Louis Blues. Anthony, is he the best or what? Like one day, one day, I want to put together a list of like the top fifty Blues players that I covered all the time. Riv, you would be on that list. I, I promise. Oh, I finally make a list. There, Thanks, Jr. <laughs> make a list. <laughs> but Chris Mason definitely on there. So Mace and the uh, Predators coming to town. What do you want to see tomorrow? You, you want to see just, just you know, some more of everything we've been talking about here. Like, it's not going to all come together every single night. But, you know, let's see some shots on net. Let's, I guess if you had to pick one thing, it'd be something kind of that you guys touched on earlier is some rebound attempts. There's just too much one and done. You get into the offensive zone, uh, and, and I don't think there's enough opportunities created. You know, if they're last in the league in shots, there's a number of reasons why, but a big reason why that is is because if you're not putting it on net, you're not getting those second, third chances. I think that's been a big issue. You know, lack of shooting on the power play, we just touched on it. So, you know, we could go on for 10 minutes about different things that you want to see from this team. But to me, you know, go go get your nose dirty. Go get guys near the net where you give yourself an opportunity for those uh, scoring chances. Jared, great stuff, my man. Appreciate you, and we'll check back with you next week. Yep, yep, sounds good. At J.P. Rutherford, where you want to follow Jr. on Twitter. He does an outstanding job covering the Blues at The Athletic.